Blog Talk Radio. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you.
you know, uh, you can uh, also go on there on uh, CD Baby. You can sample the songs and see if you like the album. You can just download it and uh, purchase it. And uh, I appreciate uh, Minister Aaron Williams for, you know, allowing me to play that song for my opening. Um, just to let everybody know my topic for tonight and the reason why I played that song was uh, consecration. You know, it's not just an Old Testament thing. And, you know, just before we go any further, I just want to let everybody know in case you want to keep up with, um, you know, some of the scriptures I'm going to be covering during tonight's uh, topic. Uh, I'm going to be reading from Exodus 29, verses 1 through 9. First Timothy, chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. Revelations 19, verse 8. Malachi, verse 1, 8. Uh, John chapter 13, 3 through 11, and Exodus uh, chapter 4. And uh, Exodus chapter 4, uh, we're just going to go you know, right into that one right there. And, um, and I'm going to start at verse 24. And it's just for, you know, just a, a sample sizing of, um, you know, where I'm going tonight. So once again, you know, if you're trying to write down, you know, uh, the scriptures I'm going over, it's going to be Exodus 29, 1 through 9, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 4 through 5, Revelation 19, uh, verse 8, Malachi chapter 1, verse 8, John 13, verse 3 and 11, and we're going to go right into Exodus. <clears throat> so when I'm, when I'm going into Exodus, uh, I just want to just, you know, let you know, like, you know, throughout the Bible and even, you know, the Old Testament, we get an example where, you know, God is not pleased. When he gave us a commandment now You know uh, God gave Moses a commandment He asked Moses to do something He told him what to do And how to do it And when, you know when he didn't do it You know uh, we're going to go right into um, Verse uh, 24 And you know it says At a lodging place on the way The Lord met Moses And was about to kill him But Zephyr took a foot knife Cut off her son's foreskin and touch Moses' feet with it. Surely you are bridge groom of blood to me, she said. So the Lord let him alone. At the time, she says, bridge groom of blood, that was referring to circumcision. So at that point, the Lord said to Aaron, this is going to be in verse 27, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he met Moses at the mountain of God and kissed him. Then Moses told Aaron everything the Lord had sent him to say. And also about all the signs he had commanded him to perform. Moses and Aaron brought together all the elders of the Israelites. And Aaron told them everything the Lord had said to Moses. He also performed the signs before the people. And they believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Now, just, you know, just that fast, you know, I didn't read the whole you know, um, the whole verse there in Exodus 4. But what happened there and what happens to, you know, a lot of people that don't understand is that when God gives you a, a direct commandment and he gives you direct instructions and then I follow, you know, one of the the most striking things I find in this and, you know, um, you know as of, yeah, I haven't heard, uh, you know, um, anybody, you know, preach on it. Was that, you know, um, when we get to the uh, 24th verse, and it says, you know, at the lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. And Moses was his, you know, was his appointed messenger at that time. And, you know, one of the things was that, you know, before God instructed Moses, there were other things that were supposed to be done, like the circumcision of the sons. And that wasn't performed, so his wife, you know, Zephyr, you know, when she, you know, did the circumcision on his son and threw, you know, the foreskin at Moses' feet, you know, it was to let him know that, you know, you haven't, you know, followed all of God's commandments and, you know, God, in a way, if he cannot use you the way he needs to, yes, he will kill you. And, you know, a lot of people are probably, you know, shocked at that, that statement I made, but like I said, I have I haven't, you know, heard of anybody that covered that in the Bible. 
And, you know, when I've, I've gone through the Bible, and let me tell you what, you know, what led me here tonight on, you know, the topics I'm speaking. I didn't know this was going to be, you know, uh, something that was going to lead one into another. And it all started, you know, about, uh, I'll say, you know, uh, six weeks ago when I did the show, you know, uh, Success is Certain. And there we were going to what, you know, God had told Joshua. And, you know, from there, you know, um, I got the understanding that there were three three principles that God wanted us to, you know, understand. And, the, you know, the first principle was be strong and courageous. And the second one was obedience to God's commands. And he also instructed Joshua, you know, be careful to all of the law. So that, you know, even though this is what he said to, to Joshua, it also applied to Moses because, as you see, you know, God was not pleased with Moses. And even though he chose his brother Aaron to carry out everything, but he still knew that, you know, at, at the point when his wife had performed the circumcision, he knew that at some point that Moses was going to understand whether he was dead or alive, that God was going to have his will done the way he wants it. And a lot of people don't understand that when God commands us, a lot of people think that they understand before the full instructions are given. And let me just go to the third, you know, principle real quick, and then I'll, I'll go back into the understanding of what, what happened with Moses. Okay, so the, the third principle was saturation in God's word. So when you're saturating God's word, you know, you you fully understand and you have a con, con, connection, whereas though, you know, you understand his word fully and there is no misinterpretations. And, you know, just to jump back with, with you know, with Moses, you know, Moses, uh, he wasn't at the full understanding. You know, he was listening to what God was saying. God just sent him down. But Moses still didn't understand exactly what God wanted him to do to the letter. He knew that, you know, he was to ask for his people to be free. And he, you know, was supposed to perform a couple of tasks, which, you know, um, we find out that through, you know, his your instructions that, you know, either through some way or somehow he wasn't capable of following instructions because he didn't follow the whole letter of the law that God had laid down. And, you know, through the discernment of his wife, she, uh, you know, she performed the circumcision on his sons, which, you know, all the sons were supposed to have circumcisions. And, you know, through the foreskin at his feet, which spared his wife. And then we're going to go into the, you know, my, my, my last show I did uh, was, you know, the time for anointment. You know, the time is yours. And there we, we went through the principles of anointment and how to identify, you know, anointment. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, a man doesn't know, you know, who is, we're not, you know, you know, who doesn't know, you know, um, he doesn't know his, his statue until he's anointed. You know, in the kingdom or in God's eyes, where He got that connection. And you know, when you get the anointment, you know, there's a couple phases, and seven of them is healing, revelation, provision, debt-free living, deliverance, faith, and blessings. Um, I can break them down, but I did that in the last show. So if you want, you know, you can go to the archives, listen to both shows, which is uh, Success is Certain, and you know, the time, the time of anointment. You know, the time is yours. And, you know, to do that, you can go on to uh, com slash Purpose Kingdom. You can put in self-expressions with host Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson, and, and the shows will pop up. Um, at, you know, as for, you know, our other hosts, you can just do that and listen to their archive shows, and we greatly appreciate that. Um, whether you're an online listener or you're on the phone, you know, anytime you want to uh, go back and listen to our previous shows, you can do that. You know, while I'm, while I'm at it, let me just go ahead and just uh, – that we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in via phone, if you're on the internet, you can call in at 323-870-4174. And if you have a comment or a question, or if you just want to speak with me, you can just press 1. And now, uh, just, just getting back, you know, how does the Lord measure you? You know, can can you know, can he be enlightened in the way 
that, you know, the way you offer yourself to him? Can he see the sacrifice that is being made, you know, by you back to him? The important thing is not how you are accepted by others, but how you are accepted by him. You know, each Old Testament offering, you know, had to meet, you know, his holy requirements before they were accepted. You know, and likewise, you know, we must meet the requirements of the, you know, the word of God, you know, in order to be accepted. You know, to know his will is to know the scriptures. To know his will is to obey the scriptures. You know, as King, you know, Saul was told, you know, it's better to obey than sacrifice. And when I say that and what that pertains to, you know, to us right now today, you know, and, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm Brother Rob. I'm not, you know, Minister Rob. I'm not Elder Rob. I'm not, um, you know, uh, Reverend Rob. I'm just somebody that's, you know, going through the Bible. And, you know, there's certain assumptions where we, you know, jump from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And there's only one scripture I know that's in the New Testament that, you know, uh, goes over, you know, uh you know, it's just only one scripture that, you know, you could really, you know, go into, you know, um, consecration. But before I, I jump into that scripture, you know, you know, it's like, with you know, with, um, you know, most scriptures like Exodus, you know, they're really long. And as you notice that I didn't go through the whole chapter, but I'm just going to go through some of the, you know, some of the details and what I want to do is, you know, I want to make sure I, I, I you know, with a, you know, with a broad picture that I can just give you an overall, overall idea of consecration. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to go into very intricate details, but I'm just going to go into some of the main details where you'll get a great understanding of what consecration is. And, you know, when consecration is referred to in the Old Testament, it's usually a reference, you know, of the priests. You know, um, you know, the priests were they were sanctified and, and you know set apart for their services. You know, uh, consecration is almost the same as sac- sanctification, but you know, sanctification um, is, is more of a physical process rather than a spiritual one. So, if someone has been sanctified. There's really no obvious way to determine this is, you know, a process that's done by God. Consecration, you know, on the other hand, is an outward demonstration of what has taken place. It's perhaps the best, you know, um, the best comparison to consecration is to baptism. Although we, you know, although some somebody might just argue differently what I'm saying, uh, I, which I, I most definitely know they will. I firmly believe that you know water baptism. Baptism is simply a physical, uh, you know, a symbol of a spiritual process that's already taken place. You know, in short, you know, it's a ceremony just as, you know, millions of students, you know, graduate every year. They attend a graduation ceremony and celebration of, you know, graduating. You know, if they don't attend a ceremony, that doesn't mean that they haven't, you know, accomplished, you know, graduating and completing the schooling. And, you know, as I said, you know, consecration is you know, mostly mentioned in reference to priests. But, you know, as we go into, you know, um, uh, one of the scriptures I was talking about, which is First Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 4 and 5, and we're going to go ahead and read that. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected. It is, to re- it is received with thanksgiving. Because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. So this particular scripture, you know, doesn't mean that you can eat a handful of dirt and it will be good as long as you pray beforehand, you know. There's obviously many, you know, substances that are harmful to our bodies and, you know, it shouldn't be eaten or or used at all. You know, this is specific reference to the eating of certain foods that were considered forbidden. God has declared them good before, you know, some were off limits. And, you know, there has been nothing that physically changed the makeup of of the food or what it is, but it's just they've just, you know, been declared good by God. And there goes where, you know, I, you know, 
where I was saying about obedience. You know, God may say something or, you know, it may be interpreted that he said something or he declared something, but just the way he did it, you know, he declared that he sanctified certain foods that people thought that were declared off limits or shouldn't be eaten. So, you know, you know, the outward part of, of, of this consecration is a prayer that takes place. You know, when a person receives God, receives what God has, you know, created for, for thanksgiving, they acknowledge good and then, you know, it becomes good. You know, a person who receives something with a, you know, conflicted, you know, conscience doesn't give thanks and, you know, he doesn't acknowledge that the object is good, you know, and so they think it's not good for him. So as we, you know, consecrate things today, food is the most obvious example, but, you know, we do the same with, you know, babies and marriage and anything else that we, you know, receive with Thanksgiving. You know, the the consecration of the priest is, is you know, very similar, and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, places God's stamp of approval on both, you know, men and, you know, the office of priests and also, and also the Thanksgiving you know, that we receive. So, you know, um, just to be, you know, a little bit, uh, not to be, you know, too diverse, you know, the principles of consecrate, you know, consecration, and, that, you know, as we talk about consecration, you know, there's four principles. And just like, uh, you know, like I was saying, you know, while we're going over my other um, topics on my other shows, you know, this one has four, you know, um, and it's going to be, you know, sacrifice. And, you know, just short, and we're going into details, but right now it's going to be real short. Uh, you know, sacrifice, you know, we sacrifice, you know, Christ shed his blood, you know, for our sins. Then it's the washing, you know, we identify, you know, with Christ, you know, cleansed by the sin of his blood. And just, you know, God inputs and imparts his righteousness into us. And the anointing, you know, we receive the Holy Spirit and are born again. And so, in part, you know, real quick, those are the four principles um, that I've, you know, I've read and, you know, understood as far as consecration. And, again, you know, uh, like I said, I haven't, you know, heard or, or, or you know, um, anybody give a sermon on consecration. I'm quite sure someone has or, or they did, but if they did, I didn't understand it because it hasn't been broken down from, you know, from what I'm re- have been reading. And, you know, uh, like I said, you know, by reading through the Old Testament, I can understand where, you know, we get the, the uh, you know, where it may seem like the, the sayings in the Old Testament and the wording may be, I'll say, not, not modern enough where someone understand. Well, you probably had to break down maybe every little word or every word that, you know, you're not sure that the people are understanding or, you know, like um, someone would say, like, say, you know, a scientist would come up and he was to break down an atom and the components of the atom and things like that. And once he starts breaking down in every terms, he'll see, you know, maybe one or two people still interested and the other people have sleep or having conversations on the sidebar somewhere where they think that what he's talking about is just so boring because in order for him to be sure that everybody understands that he's breaking it down to almost every compound of what he's talking about Sometimes it may take that And you know If me if, if I was you know um, A pastor Or a minister or a reverend And I was giving a sermon And it was on something as difficult as this I would make sure that you know even if I did break it down If I did have those one Two three or maybe four people that understood You know how I broke it down And, and, and what it consists of um, I would be happy And I'm quite sure just like, you know, um, anybody in, you know, any test where they lost interest and they had their little sidebars and they wasn't, you know, um, paying attention, I'm quite sure that they'll talk to somebody and they know, you know, just like when you're, you know, um, in that English class or whatever class you was when you was in, you know, high school or, you know, whatever part of school was and you weren't paying attention and then you're trying to catch up when you know that there's going to be a test or a pop quiz or you just want to know the answers. And, you know, it, it's the same here. You know, uh, there there is no such thing as too much information. 
there is a very, you know, fatal thing called not enough information where as you start going forward in your life and you realize that you don't have the information that you need to know in order to move forward or to, you know, uh, go past a certain point. And sometimes we, we find ourselves, you know, in that loop where as though we say, hey, I'm not able to go forward and I don't want to go back. You know, you feel as though that you're, you, you know, you're going forward and you're, you, you know, you're doing so much. You're such a prayer warrior. You, you're going forth, you know, as far as you can, and then all of a sudden you seem like you can't go forward. And that's where, when when I when I was saying that, I realized that when I started, you know, doing my shows a couple of weeks ago, I realized I started building up and started leading into new elements. And so right now I, I've came to the final conclusion conclusion of consecration. And we're just going to look at the what it says in uh, right now. We're just going to go to uh, let's see what chapter we're going to go into. Um, we're going to go into chapter twenty nine of Exodus, and I'm just going to read from verse one to nine, and I'm going to read it. Uh, this is what you are to do to consecrate them. So they may serve me as priests. Take a young bull and two rams without defect. And from the finest wheat flour, made round loaves without yeast, thick loaves without yeast, and with olive oil mixed in, and thin loaves without yeast, and brushed with olive oil. Put them in a blank, a basket and present them along with the bull and the two rams. Then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance to the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Take the garments and dress Aaron with the tunic, the robe of the ephrod, and ephrod itself, and the breastplate fastens the ephrod on him by its skillful woven waistband. Put the turban on his head and attach the sacred emblem to the turban. Take the anointing oil and anoint him by pouring it on his head. Bring his sons and dress them in the tunics and fasten caps on them. Then tie sashes on Aaron and his sons. The priesthood is theirs by a lasting ordinance. Then you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. There, you know, there, there's where the um, the uh, where they were talking about Aaron and his sons, and how they were, you know, uh, you know how, how they were how they were just going in and uh, they were just making sure that you know uh, the, the proper you know. The proper ritual was done And to the letter Because You know if it wasn't done Then the whole process Would have been you know null and void And when they when they, when they do such You know such a thing like back then Um as you know According to the Old Testament You know um Just like when I went into About Moses how God thought that you know that he, he was done with Moses because Moses wasn't following everything that he instructed him to. But God had a workaround. He found out that, you know, hey, you know what, I can use Aaron and Aaron to be more effective. But here, when, once you go to the rituals, you know, if they're not performed right, you know, the whole thing is called off. And that's where, you know, uh, you know, to consecrate something, uh, we had to do the, you know, the, the four things that I was talking about earlier. And, you know, it was the sacrifice, you know, the washing, the dressing, and the anointing. And sacrifices, it, it, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out, you know, how to point to Jesus. You know, the noteworthy part and all this is that the sacrifices, you know, are to be without defect. You know, not just any sacrifice, you know, would have done, you know, um, it was the way God prescribed, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, not to to nitpick, but, you know, a lot of times when we actually make a sacrifice, you know, we, we pick something that is not of high quality when we sacrifice it, you know, of the high, most highest value that is valued to us. You know, we just, you know, we just sacrifice something, you know, and... You know, this, this you know this is this goes back into um, 
you know, with the Israelites, you know, they had they had that same problem. They were, you know, they were telling God the way they were going to worship, and you know, they they gave him blemished sacrifices, and you know, God wasn't happy, and God wasn't happy, as you know, and that can go back to the you know the scripture uh, that I had for us, and it was um, Malachi verse one eight. And, you know, pretty much, you know, it, it was it was described that, you know, they were offering, you know, blind animals for sacrifice and, you know, an, you know, diseased animals. And, you know, the one thing that was, you know, said to them was like, you know, you have, you know, governors and people that tax you. Would you give that to them? You know, why would they accept that? And then why would you expect, you know, the almighty, you know, almighty Lord to accept, you know, your sacrifices, you know, they should be unblemished, you know, and and if they're unblemished and, you know, they're animals, you know, they they were pure and, you know, something that, you know, was worthy of sacrifice, you know, and and it's like, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to tell, like, you know, um, People like as far as like the government when they tax us, you know. Oh, I don't want my tech my check to be taxed this week. Uh, you know what? Oh, I'll give it to you all. No, they just do it. And it's like when, you know, God is you know the you know the most holy and up high. How why are you going to just tell God how you going to how you going to make sacrifices and, and what you going to do and how you going to do it? You know. And the second part, uh, you know, the consecration is washing. And the washing is of our sins. You know, David, you know, asked God to wash him of his sins after he was caught in adultery, you know. And he, he, he cried earnestly to, to the Lord in Psalms fifty one seven. And, you know, when he when he, he pleaded that cry, you know, he was so earnest and sincereful that God did, you know, forgive him. You know, he asked God to cleanse him and, you know, and and wash him cleaner than snow. You know, uh, and, and you know, also, you know, through, even though God did that, you know, uh, God gave Jesus the notion of, you know, of the washing of the feet, you know, at Passover, and you know, and it was, you know, noted that was a spiritual significance of of the washing of the feet, and you know, the washing of the feet was, was again. Um, you had people that had the, the, you know, well, some of the disciples had the notion that they had a better understanding of what Jesus should do and what he shouldn't do. And, you know, you know, uh, my goodness, you know, Peter sometimes, you know, Peter would always get caught where he was under the misconception that he knew what Jesus was supposed to do better than Jesus did, you know. And that that goes into John 13, uh, 311, and I'm going to start at chapter 3, and I'm just going to go ahead and read. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the mill, took off his outer coating, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answers, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew that he was going to betray him and that and you know, that was why he said not everyone was clean. So, you know, a priest was washed as a part of the, you know, the the, the consecration was symbolically, you know, it's like we're being cleansed with, you know, of their sins. This is David's bed, you know, this is David begged for the Lord to, you know, for Jesus to set an example, you know, at the Lord's Supper, you know, and and, and it was, you know, it was granted. You know, when you start becoming, 
you know, consecrated with, with God, then you start understanding that, you know, not only is something that, you know, which you might beg for or you think it and you're just making a suggestion, sometimes he'll incorporate it where though it would be something, if something that's good for all of us, it's something that can be incorporated for all of us. So you have to understand that David, you know, even due to sin, you know, he had the notion and had the, you know, he knew that through talking, you know, to God and by suggesting certain things that, you know, hey, not only is he going to, you know, not only is he, you know, forgiven for his sins, he may make it better for other people to, to be in comfort when they come to the Lord and ask him to elevate them even though they were in sin. And when I say elevation, I mean to consecrate them, you know, to, you know, solidify their hearts to him. You know, a lot of people, well, let me just stop right there. Let me just just go into another part and then, you know, uh, like I said, we're going to go into the dressing. Like I said, there's four parts. So let me at least get by the, uh, the four parts first before uh, I go ahead and, and say anything else. And, you know, you know, the third part, like I said, of consecration is, is the dressing. The dressing is being, you know, clothed in God's righteousness. Our own righteousness is not very good covering. And that's covered in, you know, Isaiah 64, 6. And um, I think that's something I didn't mention. Uh, that's something that slipped my mind. So, um, you know, if you don't mind, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just, you know, real quickly go through that. You know, all of us have become, become you know, like, you know, one who's unclean. And in all our righteous acts, you know, we're still filthy rags. You know, we all, you know, we all shrivel up like a leaf. And, you know, the winds, you know, we hope they blow away our sins and, you know, sweep them away. You know, the dressing that God's given us, you know, in his own righteousness, you know, going back to the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden, and when Adam and Eve first sinned, they realized they were naked. And so, you know, they sewed together, you know, fig leaves to cover their nakedness. But this didn't work to cover their nakedness because, you know, they hid from God. You know, or at least they attempted to hide because they recognized their nakedness. What it was was this only God could cover them. And they had to realize that when you're covered by God, you're in righteousness. So it's like no matter whether you're clothed or unclothed, if you're covered by him, you're never naked. And, you know, we can go into, you know, the scripture I was telling you about, Revelations 19.8, and it tells us, you know, that we will be clothed in God's righteousness. And that's what, you know, where I was just, you know, describing to you there, being, um, you know, never naked while you're covered in his righteousness. You know, so, you know, so in order for, you know, consecration, it is a sacrifice of Jesus following by the washing of our sins, you know, followed by being clothed in righteousness by God. You know, and the final, final part of consecration is anointing. And, you know, just to, you know, cover things briefly so, um, you know, I won't take up a lot of time, you know, anointing is a reception of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, basically everywhere in the Bible where oil was used is a representation of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the oil is pouring of the Holy Spirit into our lives, you know, into the lives of, of us as a, being a believer. You know, um, this is, you know, when when the priests are, you know, the consecrated priests, you know, it's a, you know, a description of the process of, of salvation of the believers as well as, you know, being a ceremony. So there's a lot more detail about, you know, um, consecration, and, you know, in the Bible than, you know, what you think, you know, may or may not, you know, when... When I go into, you know, a, a lot about, you know, consecration and, you know, what's going on with, you know, the churches right now, you know, it's up to you to get the, you know, the the, the final interpretation. I'm quite sure, you know, your pa- you know, pastors, ministers, ministers and, you know, reverends, when they when they give you the word, you know, you ever heard of the, the short version and the long version? Well, sometimes, you know, the long version 
is not so bad, especially when it's something in between where you can probably gather up. Or it's just some people just say, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I got it. But, you know, nobody wants to be the person that's, that's always the I got it person because most of the time when you say you got it, you don't have it. And, you know, and, you know, we, we hear, you know, sermons on the you know, the disciples of Christ and, you know, um, and how, you know, how they depict the testimony. You know, do we know, you know, the steps each of the apostles, you know, used to reach, you know, such a, a conscious awareness to, you know, be one with Christ? You know, um, I'm quite sure they don't wake up, you know, and, and they're, you know, all of a sudden uh, apostle to the gospel, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they they know what to do and how to do it. I mean, I'm quite sure there were steps in between. You know, um, John the Baptist didn't know that he couldn't die, you know, through conventional means as long as he was, you know, out there, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. You know, we, we can go on with, with the apostles, but the apostles didn't know that they were apostles until they took, you know, you know their steps to, thank, you know, um, to be sanctified, you know, and they, you know, they all, you know, went through the four steps, you know, even though, you know, we may say, you know, um, you know, the sacrifice. Well, right now today, you know, the sacrifice was, was Christ when he shed his blood, you know, for our sins, you know. And then, you know, I, I talked about the washing where, you know, we identify with Christ and, you know, are cleansed by the sin of his blood, you know, cleansed of, of, of sin by his blood. And then dressing, you know, you know, God, he just, you know, instills righteousness into us. And then anointing, you know, we receive the, the Holy Spirit and are born again, you know. And you want to say, hey, what more can I do? Well, make sure you consecrate it. Make sure you connect, you know, with that final step. And, you know, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, when you consecrate something, that's where you are, it's going to be a stone cold lock of making sure that what, you know, what you, you, you're, you're, you're trying to establish and, and, and that bond and making sure that this is 100%, you know, like you used to have a stamp on, on gold, 100% guaranteed solid gold. You know, you want that 100% stamp where it says 100%, you know, guaranteed, consecrated, me and the Lord. You know, uh, like I said, you know, I, I'm I'm just you know going through, you know, the word, and I'm I'm just you know I'm learning the Bible, you know, I want to learn the Bible back and forth, you know, and and as I start learning things, you know, I, I'll definitely you know continue to you know bring forth you know what I've learned, and like I said, um, I didn't know this was going to be. You know, a whole six weeks before I get to this point right here, where I've, I've got to this, you know, um, understanding. You know, I, I'm I'm glad that I've, I've chosen to do it on this avenue here, where I get to you know express you know uh, what I've learned, how I've learned it, and you know the way I, the ways I've learned it. And you know, this is my way of uh, sharing, you know, with everybody. And uh, you know, I'm truly you know enjoying, you know, sharing and. Like I said, I know this is something that you can probably get in your church, but I haven't, you know, in my my time of, uh, of going to church, and I haven't been to every church or every kind of church, but I haven't heard where, you know, uh, we have the pastors and the ministers or even the reverends uh, where they go and they break down the, some of the elements of the Old Testament that's incorporated into the New Testament, which where it seems like, you know, um, we're in a microwave society where everyone says, hey, you know what, um, we're just going to do the we're going to do this the fastest way we can, and let's just jump to the New Testament and we'll just keep preaching from there, and hopefully everybody can understand it. But you, you know, everybody always says this, whether you know, you know, uh, statute. You says you tell your 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 flock, your congregation, to always know the Bible. But if you don't preach from a certain element of the Bible, how do they know you know? What that part of the Bible says Or what it states If they come to assumption How can they come to you Why would they ask you a question About consecration That's only mentioned one time In the New Testament Which is in First Timothy Why would they ask you a question like that 
you know, um, I just like to thank everybody for joining us for the 477th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. And this is the show Self Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. And right now, we're going to go into the call of salvation. And um, I'd like to thank all of my listeners, either on the line or, I mean, online or calling in via phone. And if you'd like to call in via phone, if you're online, the phone number is 323-870-4174. And going into the call of salvation, I just want to let everybody know that, you know, our Father who in heaven, you know, he thought of us so much. He thought of us so much that he made sure that we were are so unique in this universe, you know, where there are so many different things, so many different wonders. One of the best wonders is us. You know, no one fingerprint is alike. And also, you know, what he also did for us, he made sure that everything that we did, you know, God is a true gentleman. He's not going to force his way in our life. He's not going to make us do anything, even though he could. What he's done is he gave us not only his only begotten son, but he gave us choices to make in life. He gave us choices to be either right or wrong, to be just or unjust, to be fair or unfair. And when he done that, he done that to make sure that we truly made that Dedication, that declaration on our own, whether we're going to, what we're going to do is either right or wrong, praise him or not praise him, uphold his name, and truly dedicate our life to serving Christ. And everyone, one probably wants to say, well, if I'm at the beginning, where do I start at? Well, that's why I wanted to say, well, make sure we have the bridge gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes people know that they're walking, but they don't know how they got, up, they got up and stood. They didn't know that somewhere along the way they fell, and they had the courage to stand up and get up again and start walking. When we realize and we understand that there are a lot of baby steps that sometimes we don't acknowledge, then sometimes when we fall or we truly fall, we may never know how to get back up. And that is why I just want to start right here in the beginning. And I can tell you something, you know, um, as being a, a man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's many times I fell down, and there's a lot of times that I cried to the Lord, pick me back up. And one of the things I didn't do is fall back on my knees when I did get back up. And that was when, you know, living my life as a sinner. But living my life as a sinner, one thing I do remember, I do remember how to, to pray and acknowledge him and ask him for forgiveness and to bring him into my life. And when I said it was Father God, I pretty much don't know where I'm going, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Father God, please guide me. Please take control of my life. Please give me guidance and knowledge and understanding because I know not what I'm doing. But I do not want to be a sinner. I want to receive you. I want to be received in your kingdom and receive the glory. And once you said that, or you can say it in your own words, you don't have to say everything I said word for word, but this is a story. You know, once you said that, and you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and he sent his only begotten son on the cross to die for my sins on Calvary, then you're saved. And what you, you know, want to do is, this is just a suggestion, you know, uh, right here, and right now, I'm just going to tell you right now, you know, I suggest that you can find a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church that will teach you and nourish you in the Word of God and to help you exalt him in his highest, in his highest praise. And if they can't do that, I'm going to tell you right now, right here, here at Purpose Kingdom Network, we're a church without walls. We have many different ministries. We broadcast almost every night that we can. And if we can, sometimes we may have to throw up an archive show, but please, you know, just join us here almost every night, you know, where we can uh, provide some sort of ministry healing or just some comfort for, you know, for you tonight or any night that you're out there listening. And, you know, we hope you join us tomorrow evening. At the 9 p.m. hour, we have uh, Peripheral Visions with our Information Information Guru, Antonia Batts. And once again, that will be at the 9 p.m. hour with uh, Antonia Batts, and her show is Peripheral Vision. And we hope you join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m., you know, God willing, and with God's blessing, that we hope you can join us. You know, um, right now I'm just going to go back into, um, you know, my topic and what I was talking about. And, it, you know, my topic for tonight was consecration. It's not just an Old Testament thing. And when I say it wasn't an Old Testament thing, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to go back. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, pastors, ministers, and, you know, reverends, they, they're not willing to talk about the Old Testament. But there's, sometimes there's an assumption that 
when you read the Bible that you're going to read the Old Testament. But sometimes when somebody's only preaching from the New Testament, and you you know you get you know you're you're writing down and you're, and you're you know you're you're just listening to what you know your minister, your pastor, and your reverend is saying to you. It's kind of hard for you to go reach back in the Old Testament unless you're doing it on your own. If you're just doing it, you know and what I'm just, you know, everybody know that sometimes you may have to do some things on your own, and when you hear when you, you hear like the word of God, you know that that's what you want to really pay attention to, is is it, you know have that fine tune with their ear. Basically, you know uh, something I didn't mention, but you know when you get, when you get down and you start praying, you know that's how God has your ear and you have His ear. And that's when you make that connection. And you know, once you once you continue to pray, it gets easier, you know, for him to guide you. And you know, once you start praying, and and let me tell you, you know, getting down on your knees and praying don't cost a thing. You know, I'm quite sure, you know, any religious you know leader, or you know anybody that you know, like I said, when you go to church or you, you fellowship at. They want to tell you prayer don't cost a thing, and that's a shame. A lot of people don't get down on their knees and pray because it doesn't cost anything. You know, I'm not saying it costs you anything to go to church, but you know, sometimes people give an offering, they give up tithes and stuff like that. But when you are actually just getting down on your knees, no matter where you at, and praying, uh, it doesn't cost you anything to get you know get down on your knees and pray. Um, every prayer you do, you know, you, you send up to God, you know, you're you're strengthening that bond, you're strengthening that that connection with the Holy Creator. You're each and every time you're creating a stronger and stronger bond. Consecration is the whole total affirmation of your relationship with Him. So once you ever consecrate that bond. That's where you know we're, you know that's that's you know our ultimate goal, where we want to consecrate that bond with them, and that's when you know some people walk out in life where people know that you know that's one of God's children, or that's a child of God. You know, once you know you you'll see that with people, you know that's how you know that person or. They have that that consecration to the Lord, and they have it. You know, they not saying they have it all together, and you don't have it together. No, this is what you know that there is there there is a way to even you know after you anointing, you know, um, after you know, discernment of, of pronouncing the I am in your life, where you know that you know I am going to be a success. I do have the Lord in my corner. You know, I am anointed. You know, I am anointed by the Lord, and then. You can consecrate that bond with him. And like I said, it's not too many times you hear about the consecration, you hear about this, but you don't hear where, you know, it is, you know, the the overall connection from point A to B to C to D where, you know, consecration, the Lord is something we should we should achieve. And it's like uh I know how you hear like someone has. Um, all right, what if you what if you found out like you know you know how the Olympics are, where they have the gold, silver, and bronze medal. But what if you found out there was another medal over the gold medal? Don't you think if you got the gold medal, you was like, wow, you know, I got the gold medal, but what's that other medal? You know, that's the thing with you know consecration. You know, that's that's the highest. You know. When we consecrate ourselves with the Lord, that's the highest connection we can have. That's where we got everything totally understood, where we can be unmoved, where the power of his word, you know, through our lips, or move people through his will. I, I'm just grateful, and, you know, we only have a couple minutes in the show. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I thank everybody for listening. And like I said, especially my online listeners, and this has been the 477th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. And this is show self expressions. I'm your host, brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. And uh thanks so much. And if you want to call in uh, you know, um if you're online, 
while we got a couple minutes left, the number is 323-870-4174. You just press one and we can talk real quick before we end the show. And, you know, you know, just, just you know, in closing, you know, um, you know, just, just consecration, you know, it's an outward symbolic thing that is done, you know, and, you know, we we can see results of the process, you know. Like I was saying before, you know, it allows you know fellowship with God. It allows us to know God. You know, of course, this you know couldn't be the better you know better description you know of our salvation. You know, our salvation brings us fellowship with the Lord, and you know, allows us to know Him. And basically, you know, consecrating yourself, you know, you know, with Him, you get to know Him. And when I say you get to know Him. It's like, you know, um, someone may ask you something, and it's not like you're you're speaking for God, but it's like sometimes, you know, you might as well say that you're, you are speaking, he's speaking through you, you know, if it, if it, that makes sense to, you know, to anybody. But I do have a call. I'm just going to bring my call on real quick, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, bring our call on. Praise the Lord, caller. How you doing? Hello. Hey, how you doing? You hear me? Yes, I can hear you real good. Hey, what's up, DJ? I I can't complain. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, uh, I was in a a training uh, retreat, so when I got the message, I said I'd cut one when I can, and I kept it with you. You know, but I appreciate what I did get out of it, man. You know, it is a blessing, man. You know that you know God put places things in place for us, man, and. And we need to know, especially if you're watching the blood, man. And, man, and without that, man, we'd be in the world of trouble, brother. You know, yes, man? yes, so indeed. We thank God for the washing of blood, of sins, man. We thank God for that. And we're able to be able to go. If we fall short, God looks at us. He don't look at us as a, as a, he see the blood of Jesus, man. And, and that makes a difference in our life, man. And that keeps mm. us from uh, get us get a chance to do it all over again and do it right, man. So I'm grateful for the blood, man. I'm grateful for the washing. And I thank you for continuing to do what you do. Because everybody you say, God, it's going to touch somebody out here, man. That was on the highways and byways. Somebody's going to hear about the word of God. And that's what you're doing. Amen. You're doing a great job, man. Do all you can do for Christ, man. And and be, be in good cheer when you do it, man. And be glad to do anything yes. you can do. It's an honor just to, just to say anything about the Lord, man. Keep up the good work, man, and I applaud you, man. And every time you call me, brother, if I can do it, I'm going to tune on in. And I hey, just man, want to say so thank much. you, man. All right, thanks so much. All right, Doc. All right, have a good All night. Right. God bless y'all. You too. God bless you too. All right. All right. Uh, wow, that's a, that's a good friend of mine, uh, Deacon Jack, uh, Zach. And, um, you know, we've become... Uh, Fast, you know, good friends, and you know, um, it's always good to hear somebody that's you know that loves the Lord and you know encourages, you know, um, encourage, you know, we, we encourage each other, and that's you know that's what it's all about, you know, um, encouraging each other, you know, to uh, cherish, you know, and worship, you know, the good things the Lord is doing for us, and you know, everything is not always you know good praise reports all the time, but when we do, um, do have you know those that, that good news or that good you know ray of of hope of something, you know, good or something, you know, plentiful to come in, you know, it's always good to hear, you know, from uh, someone else and someone else that loves the, you know, loves the Lord and, you know, and cherish him. So I just want to let everybody know, you know, thanks for, you know, joining in and, you know, I appreciate all the listenerships and, you know, all the callers, you know, online and everybody, you know, thank you so much. And like I said, I enjoy doing this and, you know, hopefully God willing and with God's blessing, I'll join you again in two weeks. Good night, everybody, and God bless. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.